from South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. News Radio 610 WIOD. Last year, the Democrats by themselves passed $1.9 trillion. Okay, and like 10% of it had anything to do with COVID. You know, they kept paying people not to work. I mean, that's not how you build an economy. That, of course, the voice of Florida Senator Rick Scott, who is joining us now. Good morning, Senator. Hey, Brian. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing well, and I appreciate your votes in the United States Senate yesterday. And I want to start with perhaps the, the biggest being the Supreme Court vote. If you are one of the 47 dissenters on the vote for Katanji Brown-Jackson, if you will explain that vote for us. Well, I appointed 407 judges while I was governor, about, about 40% of the judges in Florida, and I had one criteria, one criteria. Are you going to be part of the judiciary or part of the legislative branch? Our founding fathers created three branches of the government. The judiciary does not make law. It interprets and enforces the law. I'm convinced that Judge Jackson will be a legislator. She should run for the House or the Senate because what she wants to do without the legislature change the law, she wants to change the law, and she's soft on crime. I mean, these child pornographers she apologizes to for this sentencing. She never apologized for the people that were harmed by these child, these child, uh, the people that buy and, and transfer child pornography or that do sexual, they're sexual predators. So I'm convinced two things. She's going to be an activist judge. And boy, I tell you what, she's going to, she's going to have weak sentences. Uh, and she'll defend anything that happens to child predators. I mean, it's the most disgusting thing out there. Valid points for sure. And, of course, one of the most observed moments during the hearings over the definition of a woman and her answer of, of not knowing because she's not a biologist. Does that right. also speak to perhaps yeah. underlying character concerns? Absolutely. I mean, the how, I mean, that's a pretty simple one. I'm not a biologist either, but I think I think a woman is a female adult. That's pretty easy. Uh, so, but look, she is going to be, she probably, uh, you know, from her background, I'll bet she'll be the most activist Supreme Court justice. Look at her background. I mean, she got unanimously overturned when she was a district court judge for having the, having the wrong legal principle. I mean, she, she, I mean, if you look at her background, she, she decides the outcome. That's, you know, not, you know, her job is to follow the law, not decide that she gets to decide what the outcome is. No, that's that's not what that's not what judges get to do. They get to enforce the law, the existing law, the criminal laws of this country, the civil laws in this country. Enforce the laws. Don't decide. Oh, I like this back. I like this. This it go this way. So I'm just going to make that decision. That's not the way it's supposed to work. That's why we have three branches of government. Well, and to your point about certain things not being complicated, apparently any obstetrician who has ever identified a boy or a girl has spoken out of turn because they're not biologists either. So I do think there's some underlying character concerns and uh, do think that your vote was on point. Now, conversely, pretty rare that we get unanimous votes in the United States Senate these days. Had a couple of those yesterday pertaining to Ukraine and Russia. If you'll tell us about those. Well, Putin is a thug. Um, I mean, just murdering innocent women and children, just murdering them. I mean, you look at these pictures, and they're just disgusting. Uh, so, look, I'm just, I'm completely disappointed in the Biden administration. I mean, I don't get why they don't want to get the, the Polish MiGs 
uh, over to the Ukraine. I don't know why they're so slow on making, you know, sanctioning uh, people around Putin. I don't know why they can't get uh, weapons there fast. But uh, you know, the only reason Putin's, uh, Biden's doing what he's doing is because Congress is showing up. I mean, we're not going to buy Russian oil. And, you know, Biden could have decided uh, to eliminate uh, normal trade relations with Russia. He didn't, so we did it. I mean, I don't get Biden. I mean, he just he pacifies these, these thugs. I mean, just when you look at these pictures, like the, yesterday, the, you saw the pictures of uh, the, the train station that got bombed, the civilian train station that Putin bombed to kill people. I mean, this guy, this guy needs to go to prison the rest of his life for war crimes, and our president's got to stand up and start being way more aggressive about this. This is just, it just makes you mad. Amen. And the Polish makes for sure. Senator, just throw this out there for a moment. So you begin to put pieces of things together. We know that Hunter Biden has been under federal investigation going back to 2019. You take a look at his involvement on the board of Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company, under a regime that at that point was sympathetic and cooperative with Putin's Russia. We know that Russia is tied into China, tied into North Korea, Iran, Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua, all bad actors. And then you take a look at some of the decisions that are being made, none the least of which we're still issuing sanctions this week. I mean, what if Biden has any more levers to pull on sanctions, uh, what would he be waiting for until there's nothing left of Ukraine? I mean, that's what you don't get. I mean, how how hard is this? I mean, they still haven't sanctioned the, the, uh, the largest bank in Russia. So, first off, number one, we all know everything the Biden administration has ever done, the Biden family has ever done with Russia and China uh, and Ukraine. We ought to know everything. I mean, this is this is. I mean, it makes you mad when you everything it just slowly comes out. The media defended, you know, the oh that wasn't you know the laptop that wasn't really his laptop or those aren't really his emails. Now they have to acknowledge it's the truth. Let's get to the bottom of this. But let's get let's get a president that finally says, you know what, I'm going to stand up for America and stop standing up for these dictators. I mean, like she in China, this guy he's he wants to invade Taiwan. We all Americans, we have got to start standing up. We've got to stop buying things made in communist China, and we've got to say to companies we expect you to bring those jobs back to this country or we're not going to keep buying your products i mean we've got to start we have to understand we're in a fight we're in a fight for the survival of this country and russia and china and the ayatollah and cuba and venezuela and nicaragua and north korea they are on the other side don't do business with them amen well said speaking to florida senator rick scott want to switch gears for a moment senator something that i have been hot on in recent months the property insurance crisis in florida i have been rather incensed that our state legislature failed to pass meaningful reform and obviously your time as governor you have a lot of perspective on this of course you became governor in the midst of the great recession during the previous property insurance crisis under which we were able to restabilize our insurance marketplace it is clear that we desperately need litigation reform with over 76 percent, 77 or so of of all litigation, all lawsuits against property insurance companies happening in our state. Thousands of Floridians by the week being forced back onto citizens. And yet the state state legislature has done nothing. And we are still not at a point where we have a special session that has been called to address this heading into hurricane season. Heaven forbid we have to deal with a mass claim event or events. I'm really concerned what should happen in the state of Florida to fix our property insurance situation. They should do what I did. 
I mean, when I walked into the job, uh, January 2011, I think there were 1.5 million policies and citizens. Rates were going up. There was fraud and abuse. There was not enough competition. So what do we do? One, we created, we got more competition. We brought in more companies. Number, number two is we started, we cracked down on the fraud and abuse. Right. Uh, and, and we, we talked, we went after the bad actors. Right. That's what this, that's what the state has to do. Cause here's what people don't realize about citizens insurance. One, when I walked in, it was barely funded. When, when we left, it was fully funded. So what we've got to understand is when, when, if we have a, uh, a disaster, Citizen insurance is, you know, is is the price. The way citizen insurance works, everybody, every policy in the state will be assessed to pay for the underfunding of citizens. So not only has citizens already gone back to over a million policies. That's one. Number two is if they're not able to pay the claims, every other policy in the state will be assessed. So we, this has got to be addressed. I mean, I, at the federal level, I've, I've been, and I did when I was governor, I fought to try to get more competition on the, on the flood insurance, which is a big problem because of, you know, the way they, the federal government has done the flood insurance. We're a four to one donor state since flood insurance started. And so we were trying to create competition there. I've got, I, I, we had some success. I've got a bill on that that I haven't gotten done yet, but I'm, I'm working every day, uh, to try to get that, get that done also. Uh, so, but this property insurance is really hurting and, and it's always the poorest families, Brian. It's, it's the yep. people that are struggling to make ends meet, whether it's the inflation that's happening to them or property insurance happening to them. It's the poorest families. It's like what I think about my mom growing up when she went through trying to feed five kids and living in public housing. I mean, this is this is what is going on around the country. We got to in, in our in our state. We got to fight this stuff, and we got to show up and solve these problems. Well said, and appreciate the time, and keep holding the line. I will, Brian. If you guys have any questions, just give me a call. Senator Rick Scott. Obviously, a lot going on there. And I will continue to say on this property insurance issue as well. Problems, obviously, only getting worse. And by the day, we continue to see not action taken addressing it. I can really see what some of the leadership in the legislature is made of here. Nothing that's impressive. 